Genre. This is a Pele Media Podcast. Welcome to Theme Park This, the only podcast that dares ask the question, can we make a theme park out of listener suggestions? My name is Scott Corelli, and with me I have Kyle Crane. Hello. And Brian Green. Uh, we're going to try, Scott. Yeah, we're, we're going to try. We're going to do this. Uh, so today is, uh, as you saw in your uh, podcast feed, the title of this episode is Listener Land, and uh, we are going to build an entire theme park, not a land, an entire theme park out of listener suggestions so um we asked you guys uh for suggestions on uh theme parks you'd like us like to see us do and from those we chose some uh, uh listener suggestions and we're going to turn each one into its own land this theme park is going to have six lands so we're, we're going to have six picks from listeners and then at the end of this we're going to attempt to name this park something uh that uh would contain all of these things so the way that this has worked is that we have each chosen nobody we none of us know what any of the other hosts have chosen uh we have each chosen a series of of themes and we're going to go through uh one by one and together try and come up with a land a restaurant a an attraction and a, an e-ticket ride together for each one of these lands um but hopefully because there's only one land like we're not each pitching our own land we're going to come up with it together one land we're hoping that this is going to go a little a, about the same length of time as a regular episode theoretically We'll see how this works. This is the first time we're doing this. If it goes well, it won't be the last. If it goes poorly, you'll never hear this concept come up again. <laughs> um, all right. So without further ado, uh, we are going to uh, build our first land in listener land. Brian, what is your pick? All right. So I went with a pick suggested by Andrew. Uh, this one made me really nostalgic and i think it's a it's a great suggestion uh, i went with the magic school bus the magic school bus okay all right so so the magic school bus how how do we feel about the magic school bus what does everyone remember about the magic school bus kyle what do you remember about the magic school bus did you watch this at all when you were a kid no <laughs> i know from the internet that the lady who drives it has red hair and this uh -huh. was a little bit past my time so um but I'm open to the concept. Okay. All right. So, so M Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Frizzle is mm -hmm. uh, the character in question. Now, I think the first thing that we have to decide just right off the bat, are we doing a, a OG Magic School Bus or are we doing Kate McKinnon Magic School Bus? I, I don't know anything about the Kate McKinnon one. I've, I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. So I, I vote OG. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to vote OG as well. Sorry, Kate McKinnon. I'm sure you're a great Mrs. Frizzle, but... Uh, I don't know anything about that show. So um, if we can fit, I say if we can fit in somehow fit in her Miss Frizzle, because if, if I'm not mistaken, she's like, they're like related cousins or sisters. Or yeah, something. they're like related. Right. Yeah. 
Um, so maybe we can fit her in somehow, uh, or, or at least leave space for her. But, um, let's, let's talk about what is, what does a land look like for the magic school bus? Is it a classroom? Yeah. I was thinking it had to be a school of some sort. Yeah. Yeah. You may be like the schoolyard is what I was thinking. Oh, a schoolyard. Okay. All right. All right. I like that. So it's a schoolyard or is it like a bus pickup zone? (laughs) (laughs) Uh okay so so schoolyard is good or or maybe a school maybe the weenie is a uh is a school like an mm-hmm. elementary school um and and it's the whole it's the whole process like you can walk all the way around right. the the school and so you have the schoolyard in the back in the back of it and then in the front of it where you enter the land it is like the bus drop off area and all of that business however i guess the other thought process would be like obviously the e-ticket is going to be the magic school bus ride itself, right? right. I mean that just seems obvious. And the loading area to me would be the bus drop-off load area. That's perfect. So so then in that case, we would want I think your first instinct is right. I think it's a schoolyard. Okay. Okay, so that's Let's the land. That. All right, schoolyard. All right, restaurant. Cafeteria seems obvious. Right? Yeah. Are we ever in the cafeteria in the Magic School Bus show? Do we know what the cafeteria looks I'm sure, like? I'm sure there have been scenes in the cafeteria. I, I can't imagine there haven't been. I, from what I remember of the show, I only remember the classroom and the adventures that they go on. Yeah, definitely mostly took place in the classroom and on the trips. But I feel like there would be interstitial scenes, at least at the beginning and the end, where that would, that would take place in other parts of the school. So I'm pretty sure we would have had moments there. Okay. All right. So we do the cafeteria. Um, is this going to be a – so this is going to be like a cafeteria-style restaurant, right? You mm-hmm. bring your tray up. You got lunch ladies. You get food. But what is the food like? Because the Magic School Bus is all about learning. So this needs to be like an Epcot-type land, I would say, that it's, that it's education edu- – edutainment as, okay. the, <laughs> as, the, uh, <laughs> as the phrasing goes. Um, so I feel like we have to have like scientific-style things. We have to okay. have like, I don't know, like things and drinks and beakers, like fun, like bubbling drinks and beakers and stuff. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Kyle, uh, you, you don't know the magic school bus, but uh, I know no one who is a bigger fan of Epcot than you are. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so for cafeteria, yeah, I'm thinking uh, a great idea to, or a great uh, way to bring in kind of like almost uh, like a farm to table type situation. Here's where the eggs you've got, or you're, you're going to be, they go into your food. Here's where they come from. Here's okay. a giant diagram of where the meat from the cow that makes it the hamburger comes from. Oh, no. Uh, you know, or, or Scott, <laughs> for you, uh, here are the different uh, types of vegetables that uh, are non GMO'd that we get in here to feed the kids. So, uh, uh, I think is a great opportunity to do something like that where you can learn about where your food comes from and maybe have a greater appreciation for it as you eat it. Is that does it think that falls in line with what the Magic School Bus does? I I, I think so. I think you could you could even have um uh uh maybe like talk about too like different cuisines yeah. where you they you show the adventure that the Magic School Bus kids went on okay. to get the meal you're about to eat. Oh, that's so we're thinking like mall food food court type situation, like different uh, nationalities or something like that, and maybe oh, hey, sure. here's where Miss Frizz- Frizzle took the kids to China, and they came back with all these like bao buns or something like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Cool. Okay. All right. Cool. So we've got a very high end cafeteria. This is yes. a private school. <laughs> um, I think is what we're learning. <laughs> this is definitely a private school. Uh, so okay. So that's our restaurant. Let's talk about an attraction. So. 
well, you know, I, I think the e-ticket is going to be fairly easy. Like we know what that's going to be, right. yeah. but, but what is, what is an attraction look like? Is it a classroom presentation perhaps? I was thinking a classroom, like science lesson, like sort of like a magic show, but with science. Yeah. And Animatronic Mrs. Frizzle, obviously. I was thinking live actress Miss Frizzle, but I oh, think okay. All right. I, could, I could be talked into animatronic. Okay. All right. I mean, either <laughs> I way. I like robots. So. But listen, you know, you know my issue with face characters. So That's true. Uh, yeah. That's that's why I'm always hesitant for, for actors. So Right. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't want some smart-ass kid like trying to outwit Mrs. Frizzle, the actress playing poor Miss Frizzle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I'm thinking things like, uh, you know, doing real world experiments, but that are like, you know, flashy and fun. Yeah. That will be exciting to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like a, yeah, like I think you said, like a science magic show, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think that I think that works really well. Um, I like that a lot. I also think that there can be an added component of a, uh carousel of progress style like moving like stage uh, the front of the classroom can move around to different settings or if you want to go the cheaper route it could be uh an animatronic in front of like a 4d screen that Mm. that you don't know is a screen until like like maybe like you know in a classroom when you bring down the screen for like a presentation you bring the screen down and it's actually like a 3d movie screen or and and you get like a little 4d presentation Sure. Cool. Of some yeah. kind. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. So that's that's our attraction. It's it's uh, Mrs. Miss Frizzle's classroom, and of course our e-ticket ride is the magic school bus itself. So what what do you have? What 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 inspired you for this, Brian? Because I feel like I feel like you know you chose this for a reason. This uh-huh. must be the obvious reason, right? Is for so, the, the magic school bus e-ticket ride. I'm real tempted here uh, because. It, uh, one of the one of the episodes of Magic School Bus that like lingers so much in my head is the episode where they go into Arnold's body. Oh, and okay. Because he's. Eating I was gonna all- say. I was gonna. I was gonna say the one where Arnold dies because he takes oh, yeah. his mask off. <laughs> <laughs> so Arnold, he is uh, eating all these like Cheeto things, but they're like Cheetos, but they're also made out of carrots, I guess. Uh, and so his skin turns turning orange and oh. so they go into his body to discover why he's turning orange and it's made me want a, a magic school bus body wars uh, i think yeah. but but i think that i think that the the magic of the magic school bus is that it can do lots of things right yeah so for sure. we, we definitely need to go inside a body we yeah. definitely need to go to space we definitely need to go like to like the Jurassic period, you know, mm-hmm. like we really need to like go all over the place. Um, and and w- so what I'm, I'm, I'm really talking about is I think something along the lines that is a combination of Back to the Future of the Ride meets Fast and the Furious Supercharged. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, because it's so, a bus, right? It's a, it's a yeah. bus. And so y- the ride is going to be similar, but we want to make it like s- more special and more advanced than what they did with Supercharge. Think gotcha. about the long okay. – uh, the- oh, go ahead, Kyle. No, I'm just, I'm, I guess I'm trying to envision what Scott's saying here. So we're moving maybe right to left in a direction, but the car can actually turn to maybe like a 90 degree angle to face screens and then maybe back. To, is yeah, that yeah, that's that's what oh, okay. I'm thinking. I'm thinking that it's not it's not actually moving in the way like it moves into the room and then it moves mm-hmm. out of the room at the end. You know, okay, but I think okay, it's, I, I think it's surrounded by just one set of screen, not like the tunnel like they have in the hmm. in in the actual ride, which is. 
um, a waste of space, to be totally honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it, I, I'm picturing it on a platform that moves similarly to the Back to the Future ride did mm-hmm. or maybe even the the Hanna-Barbera ride the way that the the it like kind of just like the platform like kind of moved and it doesn't have to move that much for you to feel like you're moving a lot you know gotcha. especially since it's like a uh, 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 movement transference right from the platform into the bus mm-hmm. and so the bus is going to shake more than the platform would just because it's reacting to something else moving rather than mm-hmm. it moving itself does that make sense so yeah, like yeah. so I I think it would be pretty easily done that it would feel like a big thrill ride without it actually doing a whole lot. I don't know. Right. Okay. That's I like that idea. Uh there's I was also I was thinking when when you brought up this idea, I was thinking a lot along the lines of the the ride vehicle for the Gringotts ride uh at Wizarding World of Harry Potter in Florida. Sure. Uh you have cuz you have lots of rows and like you know like it's a wide, but it still can do roller coaster like things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it could also be turned to look at a screen to do show scenes as well. Yeah. So I think that could be uh, something good. Uh, there was also um, the Nemo and Friends Sea Rider at Tokyo Disney Sea uh, was a lot like the Hanna Barbera ride, and that it was a big theater with moving seats, but it didn't do all that much, and you just had projection screens all around you that showed what was going on. So you went underwater, you were caught by a uh, by a seagull at one point, and did a lot of really cool things. I think that that would work really well for the school bus. Yeah, I think I, I yeah. So in in regards to the Gringotts thing, the Gringotts ride vehicle reminds me a lot of it, it's like if you could combine the um. Mum, the Revenge of the Mummy ride with mm-hmm. Indiana Jones, like yeah. that's kind of what it looks like to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I think that that could work. I think having an enclosed school bus would be problematic. So in our version, is the school bus then a convertible, a la the DeLorean and Back to the Future the ride? How about mm-hmm. this? Uh, could it transform from a convertible uh, to a convertible at some point because the the bus would transform like that in the show that's true could you get into an enclosed space and then the big reveal is that the top comes down and folds folds up somehow like maybe you get to outer space the top opens up and you can see a nebula or something right right yeah Yeah, because like i think in the you start with the the body war section right uh-huh. uh and you're enclosed and then when you go to space for whatever reason that you go to space i assume that she's just go- going through a lesson so you start in biology you go to space science what do you call space science <laughs> astronomy astrology. astronomy yeah, yeah. Astro- not, astro- not astrology that's <laughs> not science kyle i almost right. said astro- uh, astrology <laughs> as well um, uh so so yeah and then and you just and then you go to like um you know uh archaeology or whatever with the prehistoric stuff so like each one is like a separate science that she's teaching them on this field trip yeah 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 that's- okay i like that i think that's cool um all right cool so is that our is that our magic school bus land i think so all right so that's that's our magic school bus land it, do we have a name for this land or do, are we just going to call it magic school bus land uh what's the name of the school in magic school bus i don't know <laughs> i i feel like miss frizzle though would be more recognizable so maybe like the magical world of miss frizzle or something like that yeah frizzle's oh, okay. learning land yeah uh <laughs> or uh uh school of frizzle um, <laughs> not bad yeah uh, <laughs> frizzle school of science i don't know something yeah. like that yeah. um 
All right. Yeah, I'm getting nothing on the name of the school because the problem <laughs> the problem is that it, it school is in the title, so it doesn't search for the word separately from the title. So I'm just getting right. magic school bus stuff. Um, yeah. Anyway, okay. So that's our that's our uh, magic school bus land. All right. Cool. So next one, Kyle. What is your first pick? Okay, so uh, I'm going to have to go back to our boy Andrew here. Threw out a lot of great ideas, and I know we've talked about doing kind of some more abstract concepts here on the show, and he suggested that we do Impressionist Painters, and I'm pulling uh, Vincent Van Gogh or Van Gogh out of there uh, to base a land around him. Okay, Vincent Van Gogh. Where do we, where do we even begin? Because th- this guy is – obviously his stuff is very abstract. Um, yeah. And I think if I'm not mistaken, right, he got more abstract the closer to the end of his life. Uh, he did. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, once he kind of found his vision, it kind of stayed like that for a while. But there was definitely the later part of his life was more uh, kind of what you would think of Van Gogh's uh, stuff. So, OK, um, so I'm. Th- oh, go ahead. Go ahead. What were you thinking? I- I, I I don't know how you would really describe this land, but of course, he did a lot of like uh, scenery paintings and stuff like that. And I'm thinking if you could somehow recreate buildings in the style of what he did, or maybe a basic structure painted up to look like you're walking through his, his paintings, if that makes sense. Yeah. There's a Vincent, there's a, there's a, uh, there's one, one of his paintings is like of a cafe, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Night cafe. Uh, night cafe. Um, I, I mean, I, I feel like that's obvious for the restaurant. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking, yeah. And I'm thinking that, and of course, you know, he was Dutch. Uh, so maybe some foods that you would find like in the Netherlands, like Amsterdam, I'm thinking a lot of coffee and pancakes and waffles and stuff like that. Oh yeah. I like that oh, a lot. Sounds, herring, maybe salted great. herring. Yeah. So he has two night, uh, night cafe paintings. He has an interior and an exterior. The exterior yeah. is, a, I think would be a really good, um, I, I guess way of establishing what the land would look like um, yeah. because you get a little bit of a village vibe from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the interior interior would give you a good idea of what the, what the actual um, restaurant might look like as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it, I'm thinking, did you guys ever go to uh, Mickey and Minnie's uh, in the, the Toontown that was in, I guess there is a Toontown in Disneyland where yeah. everything is kind of yeah. like a, a oh, yeah. cartoon version of what you'd be walking through. I'm thinking this is the same concept, but with abstract paintings. For okay. Yeah. 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 I like that. I, I think there's a lot of fun to be had too, from uh, an Imagineering standpoint, because you're, you're getting to like recreate brushstrokes and you're supposed mm-hmm. to make them look like brushstrokes, you know? Yeah. That's kind of cool. Mm. Um, all right. So then the attraction to me, I mean, I, 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 look, you guys could go a different way on this, uh, but it, it seems to me that there's a very famous Vincent van Gogh painting of, uh, of a starry night that I think would mm-hmm. make a great fireworks show. Oh, oh I, was, I was thinking about saving that one for the e-ticket, but I like that. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm thinking maybe something like uh, in the Imagination Pavilion. They used to have the ability to uh, paint and stuff like that on like digital canvases. It was basically just a TV. It's a touchscreen. And I'm thinking maybe some sort of art class where you could go in and uh, use a touchscreen to kind of like recreate in his style something or maybe try your own impressionist style. Ooh, but uh, okay. I do really like a fireworks uh, would be great, especially if there were like non con. I don't know there, I, if there's an unconventional way to do fireworks to make them look like Starry Night, but that would be uh, definitely a commercial thing for a Van Gogh land. Yeah, do it with, dro- do it with drones. Yeah, I think I think mm-hmm. doing maybe doing it with drones, maybe use a little bit of the um, like maybe if you shot like some, I don't know, 
if that would if that would work but like like uh like smoke or fog or something into the air and then project yeah. it onto it okay oh, yeah. Um, yeah in in conjunction with fireworks so you do like a little bit of both Sure, um, maybe uh, had a fan set up to kind of control the um, colored smoke or something like that. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Some sort of uh, combination of like a Disney fireworks show and like World of Color, like mm-hmm. mixing those two things kind of together into one show. Um, okay. Yeah. I think I think there's something that you could definitely do with that. I think that's a stronger idea than my painting class thing. I mean, <laughs> so, well, yeah. we're, we got a whole land, you know, yeah. you might as well have both, right? Why not both? So <laughs> sure. what what's our e-ticket then? Um, so the e-ticket, I'm thinking, or it's the first thing that popped in my mind, um, um, he has a lot of uh, you know paintings of fields. In fact, his last was uh, the last painting he ever made in 1890 was Wheat Filled with Crows. And I'm thinking, what about Soren through the landscapes that he created? So like a flight simulator type ride like Soren, but you're actually going through painted 3D rendered fields and, and or, or landscapes and stuff like that. Oh. It, it's just it's it's going to pinpoint you to just because he did a lot of different styles of paintings and it would just be kind of his, um, you know, uh, probably his landscapes yeah. uh, that you would be doing with that. But I think that could be a real cool take on, on something like Soren. Yeah, it sounds beautiful. I love it. I think that's great. It sounds very soothing. Um, I, I will only, st- I, I will say this though, uh, hard rule. It has to be called, uh, uh, Soren over Van Gogh. Um, yeah. and, <laughs> and it has to be hosted by Patrick Warburton. Uh, oh, yeah. that's, that's, uh, yeah. the, them's, them's the breaks. So take it or leave it. Uh, uh so could, all the music would have to come out of the left speakers though. Yeah. No, nothing on the right speakers. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. <laughs> You're a monster. Um, <laughs> he did it to himself. I, uh, yeah. yeah. All right. I, there's, there's, there's no way you can get around that. You know, uh, market <laughs> like merchandising and stuff like that would have to be like tied into you know something like that. But uh, yeah, that's what I'm thinking is that this would be a different kind of park experience, not a very exciting one, but maybe something kind of chilled out in uh, yeah. uh, a treat for the senses. Very, very relaxing. It feels yeah. like. Yeah. Um, I, I also, uh, I will say that there should be a uh, a painted statue up front of. Van Gogh based on his like one of his uh, uh, self uh, paintings. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think that would be really cool too. Uh, painted obviously in his style, but in three dimensions. Oh, um, yeah. All right. Beautiful. Well, that's our Van Gogh park. Nice. Good job, everybody. Yeah. Proud of us. <laughs> um, all right. So my first pick, uh, I am going to go with Gilmore girls. Uh, this oh. was this was um, suggested by Kellyish on Twitter, um, and uh, Gilmore Girls. Uh, for those of you who don't know, is one of my favorite shows of all time. Uh, I love Gilmore Girls, and I love. I, I know that as much as I love Gilmore Girls, it couldn't. It, it, this would definitely not be able to stand to uh, uh, an entire episode. Um, as much as I would have, I would like it to, uh, I think it's going to be hard enough to come up with one e-ticket ride, let alone multiple <laughs> e-ticket rides. Um, and, and I don't know that my co-hosts like Gilmore Girls as much as I do. In fact, I'm, I'm fairly certain that they don't. Um, but, uh, I think it's a great choice for a listener land pick. And, uh, that's why I'm choosing it. Guys, what is your, uh, your, your, uh, uh, I guess thoughts on Gilmore Girls or, or your relationship to it? Okay, so I, I have a weird one. I've never seen the show. I don't know much about it, but I visited the set once, uh, <laughs> which was wild. Man. So I kind of have a visual idea of what you might want to do for like a dining type thing. Yeah. But um, I want you to tell me all about your love for Gilmore Girls and why you think it would make a good part. All right. 
Uh, what about you, Brian? Uh, I'm somewhere in the middle. I've watched some of it. My wife loves Gilmore Girls, and I've been wanting to watch more of it. And yes, I have also visited the set. It's on the Warner Brothers lot, right? Yeah. The worst irony ever is the fact that I, too, have been to the Warner Brothers lot, but something was shooting on that set that day, and oh, I didn't no, get to go. Scott, <laughs> so I'm, sorry. I'm, I'm the Gilmore Girls fan, and I didn't get to go. Um, was very, <laughs> I was very upset that day. Uh, yeah, so I think, obviously, the land is Stars Hollow, um, which is yeah. the town that Gilmore Girls is set at. Uh, I think it's it's a it's a beautiful uh, uh, you know colonial uh, style town and uh, it's it's I think it's that that town square specifically I think is going to be a a really good um, setting for a a land I think Stars Hollow would probably bring uh, more people than than I think anyone building this park would be prepared for uh, because people want to live in this world. Uh, more than more than a lot of other shows, which is surprising. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that we would have to train the cast members to speak about three times faster than they normally do. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I think that's that's a prerequisite. You know, like can you hold a uh, an auction? Um, if you can't <laughs> hold an auction, we can't hire you as uh, as a Stars Hollow uh, cast member. Um, so. Obviously, okay, so there there are two main restaurants in Gilmore Girls, right? There there's the the obvious one which I think is going to be the one that we we end up going with. Um it's the one that is used uh you know in like pop-ups and uh merchandise and things like that. Um but uh and that is of course Luke's Diner. Um, very obvious that this should be the thing that we end up using because quite frankly, if you built a stars hollow, um, a stars hollow, uh, uh, land and didn't sell Luke's coffee, I think there would be a riot of some sort. That's true. Um, so you have to, you, you, you have to have it, but, uh, there are, there, there's a couple of other ones, um, you know, the one that I, I really think is fun is Al's Pancake World, which Al's Pancake World, the joke about Al's Pancake World is that they sell everything. Um, so like according to the show, Al's Pancake World has the best Chinese food in Stars Hollow. <laughs> like Al's Pancake World sells everything that isn't like Italian food or diner food. Everything and, and and it's called Pancake World, but I'm not entirely sure that um, they even really sell pancakes uh, because <laughs> any pancakes they would get, they would probably get at Luke's Diner. Um, so that's that's a fun option as well. But uh, yeah, I'm thinking I'm thinking Luke's Diner, right? I mean, yeah. seems seems obvious. Maybe with oh. a um, uh, does is everybody that works there dressed as Luke with the backwards baseball cap and the flannel? Yeah, I mean, they have to be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everyone is Luke. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's a Luke at Luke's. Yeah, diner. <laughs> if somebody walks by, you need to you need to have your order taken. You just yell Luke, and they have to come over too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so that's our our restaurant is Luke's Diner. Uh, what is our attraction? Um, so the thing about the thing about um, Stars Hollow is that uh, there is a there's a character on the show called Kirk he's played by Sean Gunn uh, James Gunn's uh, brother who um, of course is a uh, uh, very famous uh, air quotes very famous now for uh, playing uh, his character in Guardians of the Galaxy he also played rocket on set um, not he didn't do the voice but he he was the uh, uh, the inspiration for like the animation and stuff. Um, so 
Sean Gunn play, plays a character called Kirk, who is a uh, a a bad artist and has about um you know fifty jobs at any time. Like the joke is that he's never had the same job twice on the show. Uh, he just like pops up and has another job. Um, and so my thought on an attraction is some sort of like uh maybe like a history of stars hollow kind of uh live show that would be take place at the town hall where all the town meetings are are done um in stars hollow and would have maybe like some dancing and things like that but it would be it would all be hosted by kirk okay yeah, some just just a show. It's just a show. That's it. Right. That's that's. Uh, I mean, you know, I I don't think I think anything beyond that would be um, a little absurd for. So the is land. it is it going to be something like a, a kind of like festival like like it's yes this is the festival okay yeah that's what I think yeah yeah is, is it going to be like one house band or maybe you have uh, musical acts of the era traveling through um maybe uh but I think I think that you know you would want the the troubadour. Uh, to be involved, of course, um, who is a, a character in the show who just uh, plays music and sings songs uh, <laughs> randomly. And, and he ends up getting his own storyline where another arrival troubadour enters the town and he gets uh, uh, he, he, he has some trouble with his turf. Um, but, uh, yeah, you'd want the Stars Hollow troubadour, I think. And uh, uh, maybe you could get Lane's band at one point uh, to play. Uh, with like an a- animatronic uh, Adam Brody, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I, yeah, I'm just thinking. I'm thinking a live show with, about the history of Stars Hollow in like the the style of like um, uh, what is what is the is it the American Adventure? Is that what it is at Epcot? What's it called? Yes, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of like that. The American Adventure, but for Stars Hollow. As long as there's an awkward handshake at the end where they're like inch, like they're inches apart. Yes, perfect, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Um, okay, so now we're talking e-ticket ride, and and to me, I think that the only option here is a tour of Stars Hollow in some sort of like golf cart like vehicle. Okay, I mean, what do you guys think? I mean, I mean, obviously, it's gonna be it's gonna be set up um, in in a way where it's it's the same every time. It's not. It's gonna be. Um, I think, or or maybe maybe Kirk isn't involved in the previous one. Maybe Kirk is the tour guide on the tour. And is taking people around, and then you get you get some animosity between like Luke, who doesn't want the tours because he hates tourists, but uh, uh, the the mayor is like, uh, is, it, is it the mayor? Is that what he is? Um, anyway, uh, yeah, he has some animosity about like wanting to shut the tour down, um, but it's bringing people into into the town, and uh, and and so they're they're getting a tour of uh, Stars Hollow and meeting people who are having. Uh, various reactions to the tour group and and the fact that they're sort of like uh, uh, bringing tourism to Stars Hollow, which is a new thing for them. <laughs> so when you describe this, uh, in my mind, I'm thinking Mr. Toad's Wild Ride type thing. But, yeah. Uh, maybe with one character always stopping up and like jumping in front of your cart and like shaking their fist at you. Yeah. I, I uh, yeah. Is it? Oh, what is his name? Taylor. That's the guy's name. Um, Taylor is uh, is a character who is constantly looking for new ways to put Stars Hollow on the map. And Luke wants Stars Hollow to stay the same. It gets really exhausted by all of these things. And so it would really be like a Luke versus, uh, Luke versus Taylor type of thing with, um, with, with poor Kirk 
stuck in the middle being the tour guide because why wouldn't he take yet another job um, right. and, uh, and, and do this tour. And I think at one point we end up having to start driving through, uh, through homes, which would include, of course, uh, the Gilmore girls, uh, home, the, uh, hmm. home of Lorelai and Rory Gilmore. Um, I think, uh, I think you would, and then I think, I think at some point, right on the ride, um, you would have to, uh, you would have like a, a trolley incident, uh, 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 problem dilemma where you have to choose which of Rory's, uh, boyfriends on the show to run over. Oh, um, that's fun. Yeah. I like that. I, I think, I think one of them, um, you get to, you get to hit the other two, uh, it, you know, it becomes a love triangle, but like a love square <laughs> is too much. So you got to choose <laughs> one of them to, to run over. So are you pressing a button or are you steering? Which one? Um, I think I think you have to press a button because it needs to be a vote, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, I, think I, think, needs- I think maybe in the vein of the show, you need to say their name super fast. Right. You know? Yes. <laughs> like everybody yell really fast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I think that's our, uh, I think that's our Stars Hollow Land. What do you guys think? Yeah. Let's dig it. All right. And so, Stars Hollow is the name, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Stars Hollow. Um, okay, so oh yeah, did we come up with a land? We didn't come up with a, a title for the Vincent Van Gogh land. No, we didn't. Um, what do we What do we think, Kyle? Van Gogh crazy? I don't know. Van Gogh crazy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Uh, uh, let's see. Ab, ab, the the abstract world of Vincent Van Gogh. Sure. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Done. Uh, yeah, the impressionist world of Vincent Van Gogh. There. You yeah. Go. Impre- oh, impressionist. Right. Um, okay. Uh, the impressionistic world of Vincent Van Gogh. Got it. Uh, Brian, what is your second and final pick? All right. So this one I had to go with because I noticed that multiple people had suggested it, and I think it's they suggested it because they were you know egging me on a little bit, and you know because they I knew they're this enabling was coming. Me. Uh, I knew you, you, I knew this was coming. Um, I'll be honest. We we had established a, a rule about vetoing. I am I am very close to vetoing this. <laughs> um, be, but be uh, mostly because I want to torture myself a little bit. But I'm not going to veto it. I'm going to let this roll, ride. And if we come back around to it for a full episode later on, so be it. But continue, Brian. Uh, so this was suggested by Cameron and Jenny. Uh, I'm going with cats. Uh, <laughs> you know because. I, if you listen to our retheme this episode, uh, where we re- uh, the first of uh, of rethemed uh, Marvel superhero island, I was this close to doing cats mm-hmm. and turning <laughs> uh, the Hulk coaster into a jellical uh, into the uh, heavy side layer jellical roller coaster. Uh. Uh, I wanted to so bad, I decided not to. But you know, we're going to do it today. So, cats is my my second choice here. Okay, uh, name of the land. Uh, so I, I believe this. Uh, <laughs> the Jellicle Ball, I believe. Jellicle yeah, Ball. I have to. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Jellicle is uh, C L E. Is that yes. right? Okay. Jellicle. Why do I know ball. that? Oh God. Uh, <laughs> the, you brought this on yourself, Brian. Um, this you, this has become your brand. This is your fault. Entirely your fault. Uh, all right. So the Jellicle Ball. I will say this. Um, everything that I've seen of cats, and I've seen quite a bit after watching the Lindsay Ellis uh, uh, essay about it have you seen that by the way brian i have not you should watch it you would love it um so she did an episode on cats and so i've seen a lot of cats because of that it's like a it's it's like a, almost an hour uh uh essay about cats um wow. so th- there's a lot of footage from the from the movie uh and the the broadway show um but i do really like 
the look of the world, even if everything in it is a nightmare that I, I, I yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I love the yeah. the backdrops of the of of London. You see Piccadilly uh, Piccadilly Circus. You, there's a mm-hmm. lot. There's a lot of interesting things going on in this movie. It's just everything in the foreground is completely horrifying. Yes, right, <laughs> right. Um, I, I, I think what I love most about this land is um, every October, every other land in this park would have to be rethemed, but this one would not. This one could exactly. be the same. Perfect. Um, I mean, maybe, maybe we add buttholes to the cats, but that's <laughs> you know, really the only thing that you need to do. You get a whole different type of uh, guest coming in for that. And, uh, no. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think everyone would be uh, the people who would be going in there would be going in regardless. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that group. <laughs> Uh, so, for a restaurant, uh, <laughs> for a restaurant. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> uh, so for the restaurant, I, I'm thinking here. Uh, very early in the movie, James Corden introduces himself. Uh, he is bust uh-huh. for Jones and white spats, uh, uh-huh. and he is an obese cat. Like three of they're like three songs that are about like, hey, look at this cat. He's fat isn't this funny like that's like three of the songs in the movie but uh bustopher jones specifically his song is about uh going down saint james place going through the alley behind saint james place and eating at all the restaurants that are on saint james place uh, uh-huh. and really he's just eating in the garbage cans you know the garbage cans from these different restaurants he's he names off all these restaurants so i'm thinking a food court with all of the restaurants that bustopher jones likes to frequent I yeah, I I think that's great. Do we do we eat our food out of little garbage cans? Oh, absolutely. I, and I think it needs to be like grotesque looking, but still delicious. Like I'm thinking like fishbone, like like something yeah. that's made to look like fish bones. Yeah, that's what mm-hmm. I'm thinking here. Yeah, I, I guess I guess in a practically speaking, we should be probably eating off of of off of like metal garbage can lids. Oh right? yeah. Um, just yeah. just practically speaking. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I like I like that. I think that's a good idea, and I'm glad that it doesn't involve me uh, drinking milk out of a dish. So yeah. <laughs> oh God, I mean, you can't <laughs> Jason Derulo want. just like pouring milk into your mouth. No, yeah. <laughs> no, no, Brian, no. Have a rum tum tugger's delight. Here you go. Oh, oh no. God. Oh my God. No, <laughs> it's a nightmare. Um. Okay. So attraction wise, I'm going to pitch an attraction real quick. All right. Um, it's probably going to get vetoed because it's it's going against the 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 theme, but I want to mention it anyway. Um, my uh my my attraction is a just a a film. Uh, it is a it is a it could be three D, four D, whatever you know, whatever it needs to be. But you just you sit and uh, you watch the original intention for Steven Spielberg and Amblin Entertainment's Cats, the animated version from uh the early nineties that they were going to make. I had no idea that was a thing. Oh yeah, what? look at yeah. The, she talks about it in her essay and with See, with artwork and stuff. I'm so glad oh I brought God. this up because I'm learning things. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm going to veto that though. Yeah, yeah. I, I figured. I figured. Um, I just I, wanted uh, to exist. What 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 about just tons of face characters? Just like getting literally in your face the whole time for an attraction. Just as you're walking through Piccadilly Circus, wherever it is, just like. You know, I don't know. I, I know one of the appeals of seeing this live is just that you're sitting in the audience and they're dancing up beside you the whole time. You know, mm-hmm. something like, why don't we recreate that with just like children being scared to death by like cats getting down in their face and going, yeah, and the, the, like the, the, the cats petting zoo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> 
But it's just like impossibly horny, just like people in leotards, just like rubbing up against. Oh, the, the, the cat's like heavy petting zoo. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh lord! Yeah, we can't top that. I like that. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> Brian's like, I'm not even going to mention what mine was going to be. <laughs> the cat's heavy petting zoo. Done. <laughs> All right, e-ticket traction. Bring it, Brian. Uh, so for the e-ticket, I'm thinking a dark ride. Of course. I'm thinking that Natch. you're going through the city streets, and as you're going through, animatronic cats make their way to present themselves to you and to sing their song about themselves. Okay. Uh, you know, you, you get to see Bust for Jones. Uh, you get to see uh, Rum Tum Tugger. You sure. get to see uh, Rumple Teaser and... I can't remember his sister's name. I don't remember the sister's name, but you get to see all of them and they're in animatronic form. And the thing is, as you get further along, the the harness, whatever's holding you in, gets tighter and tighter so you can't escape. <laughs> uh, and so you because you're going to want to leave. You're going to yeah. want to get out, but you can't. And I, I, I'm thinking like sort of an alien encounter when yeah. the the alien would be walking around and he would stand on your harness and the harness would kind of push down push on your you shoulders your seat. that's yeah. what i'm thinking you know just <laughs> it's just a reminder you're in here you're in yeah. here for the rest of this <laughs> yeah uh, but at the end at the end you are picked as the jellical choice oh. and then your car flies away into the sunset or into the sunrise perfect you go to the the heavy side layer all right two questions please trackless Yes. Okay. So trackless dark ride. Is the ride vehicle themed or is it one of those invisible uh, ride vehicles? Oh, I wouldn't. I think it needs to be themed. I don't. Oh, uh, here it is. Uh, at the end of the movie. So when you're picked to go to the heavy side lair, mm-hmm. uh, when what's her name? The, I don't even know these characters names. Judy Dench? Such, no, not Judy yes, Dench. Judy Dench the oh. cat. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, when the, when the character gets picked to go to the heavy side lair, the one who sings memory, uh, oh. she she's picked to go to the heavy side lair and she crawls into a chandelier. Oh. And then the chandelier is lifted out of this theater that they're in and they and she flies away on a balloon atta- uh, the, on this chandelier that's attached to a hot air balloon. And they all watch her as she goes. So I'm thinking chandeliers uh, are vehicles because we're going to fly away okay. on our chandelier. I'm going to plus that up a little bit. Okay. I'm plus the, the chandelier is a reveal. What you what you get into is a bag because you're a bag of cats that gets thrown into the land. That's literally how the movie starts. So. Exactly, I know. So so then and then the bag drops at a certain point and you reveal you're in a chandelier and then get taken mm-hmm. off. Yes, throw off your burlap and ascend to the heavy yes, side layer right. via crystal. So you're Fantastic. in a Fantastic. Yeah, it's a you're a sack of cats. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the ride could be called. <laughs> sack of cats. <laughs> a sack of cats. Uh, oh what a land okay well <laughs> so that's cats there it is cats in the oh, i know we've ball. openly criticized what universal studios is doing on this podcast but yeah i'm thinking yeah i think they are doing better than we are right now <laughs> <laughs> well, i don't know i don't know i like this uh kyle what is your what is your second and final pick my second was pitched by michael and it is going to be uh my little pony the reboot from a few years ago. Okay. I don't know anything about this. Uh, well, let me tell you all about Equestria. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I assume that's what it's going to be, right? 
Equestria? It would have to be, yeah. Uh, so Equestria is the land where the ponies live. Uh, and there's, you know, their little pony houses and everything. And there's there's other lands. There's actually a, a map you could pull up somewhere, and it's really kind of intimidating with the amount of stuff that... I mean, you know, let me preface this real quick. I'm not really into this thing. My wife watches the cartoon, and I sometimes sit down and watch it with her, and I'm always blown away with the quality of it. But uh, I'm going to try to pick what I know about this and inform you here. So it would be Equestria, yes. Okay, all right. Okay. Copy that. All right. So what? All right. So so what is what does Equestria look like? Is is it just like fields? Uh, so it's actually just like a little village. Okay. Uh, so it, it's kind of like um, the, the houses are made out of like a, they're they're built into trees. So they're like tree houses and stuff like that. So I think the main character uh, Twilight Sparkle lives inside of a tree with a little dragon. There's a bunch of books and stuff like that. But then there's a character Applejack, and she lives in a barn. And then another one, Rarity, lives inside of just like a normal house. So it's kind of uh, kind of kind of like nature themed stuff. Like they're in trees and in barns and stuff like that. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um. So uh, I'm thinking just a little setup of like houses like that for the food for the restaurant. There's a character named Applejack and she has an apple farm. So I'm thinking uh, if we could maybe somehow have it there and it could be catered by other. um, There's a a character named Pinkie Pie who's like a party planner, but she also bakes stuff. So I'm seeing a lot of like cupcakes and cakes and brownies and muffins and cookies and stuff like that, maybe with her as well. So maybe kind of the it could be like a farmer's market. Uh, with all of the different uh, ponies that that cook stuff in in Equestria. Okay, all right. I yeah. think that's uh, I think that's good. I I will say um, I am I am uh, concerned with uh, the the amount of um, of uh, furry content in this episode. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but uh, uh, please please continue. Did you mention who who um, suggested My Little Pony? Uh yeah, it was uh Michael. Michael, uh, that's right. That's on right. On the theme park listeners page on Facebook, okay. Uh, Michael suggested this. Gotcha, so, gotcha, gotcha. And uh, my eyes l- lit up like a cartoon with like dollar signs rolling through them because I think <laughs> this would be a merchandising dream for little girls. Uh, you know, not, what, just what, 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 not just little girls, my friend. Not just little girls. What what other demographic out there is underrepresented in theme parks other than little girls who could spend money on princess and pony stuff? So I'm like, okay, yeah, that'll work. They're not going to be well. able to spend any money on princess and pony stuff because it's all going to be bought by the dudes um exactly so yeah. <laughs> they're gonna buy one for yeah. themselves and then one to sell online yep yeah <laughs> you betcha so a bunch of crying little girls who've had their hopes and dreams crushed by man children so yeah yeah just, this yeah. one's this one's gonna be a nightmare uh yeah. <laughs> but but exactly. not not for just the reasons that you would assume <laughs> uh okay um, so that's that's good um all right so yeah. that's the restaurant right so what's that is the restaurant what's our yes. attraction God, this is a tough one because e-ticket, I think, could be pretty easy for this because all of the episodes are them going out and having adventures and stuff like that. But uh, attraction is a little bit more difficult. Um, I'm thinking possibly there could be a meet and greet uh, with uh, animatronic ponies for this. Uh, Oh, yeah. Just like just like princesses. Yeah. uh, So there's the princess meet and greet at Disney World where you can go in and there's like themed areas for each of the princesses. You go to Tiana and you can get your picture taken or uh, with her and stuff like that. So this would have like maybe an animatronic uh, rarity and you go into her uh, beauty. So no, she doesn't beauty salon. She like uh, is like uh, has a clothing store where she makes clothing and stuff like that. So you go up and get your picture taken standing beside not sitting on her back because it's probably going to be like shoulder height or something like that. I think it would need to be because it could be similar to the way that you meet cars in cars land, right? Where there's a live actor 
mm-hmm. inside, mm. like not inside the car. I don't think they're in the car. Are they in the car? Right. I don't no, think they're so. like off off camera with a mic or something right. like that. I think so. So you have a uh, you have a highly detailed uh, uh, animatronic pony. And yes. the actress who is portraying the pony is doing the voice of the pony because you obviously would want the pony to be reacting in real time to the child. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. So the child can be able to take care. We're going to say the child here. The child's going to be carrying on a conversation with the pony the whole time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, and I also I would also suggest that there be a strict rule about you have to be under this height. Uh, yes, to accompanied by a child, accompanied by thing. a child yes, under this yeah. height, um, in order yeah. to uh, <laughs> well, you know, now you're just, just stepping on my liberties here, Scott. <laughs> I don't care. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna stomp all over them because uh, <laughs> don't, don't tread on these. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, that's a nightmare. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, I think that I think that works as a as an attraction, especially at the level that um, this park should be at not uh yeah. you know what uh, the the you know 45 year old dudes online want it to be um yeah <laughs> what uh so what's 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 our e-ticket then so uh there these ponies are going on fun adventures all the time and learning that friendship is magic and all sorts of crazy adventures there is a character so there's a character on it you're introduced early on in the series and her name is uh, midnight moon and she has a sister who is kind of like the good pony that is kind of uh, overseeing Equestria. And later on in the series, Midnight Moon comes in and she learns what it is. to. She's very aggressive and mean early on. And then she realizes that she needs to be friendly to everyone. So she's trying to learn how to be friendly to these ponies. But she's still kind of like uh, a little aggressive in the way she talks to them and everything. But she's genuinely trying to understand the, you know, the way they work. Well, I'm thinking she could take them. There's a mountain that is at the back of Equestria with like a dragon in it. And I'm thinking she could kind of like lead you up the mountain to maybe meet the dragon or something. And I'm thinking there could be a lot of comedy in here because she's uh, constantly like thinking she's bringing you on a fun adventure. But it's actually a terrifying, life-threatening trek up a mountain to meet a dragon. But in her mind, it's like, oh, well, you'll like this kind of thing. So, um but the actual like would it would it be a dark ride? I'm thinking probably up the side of a mountain through the the pony forest, uh, encountering a bunch of different like uh, like the creatures on the show. So great, yeah, yeah. Um, so go ahead and veto this one because it's uh, <laughs> I can tell it's an undercooked idea. <laughs> no, no, it's no. That's I think that's good. I mean, I can't I can't come up with anything better because I've never seen the show. So um, yeah. you know, it's uh, I think it's I think it's. I think it's good enough um, uh, for for our purposes. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Well, that's uh, that is Equestria. Um, yeah. So so uh, for me, I am I'm going to bring this whole thing to a close. Uh, the final land in our theme park here, and I wanted to choose something that is uh, going to sort of uh, uh, bring bring a theme together here for us, or at least something resembling a theme. And so I really came down to two things. One of them for sure would get vetoed. So I'm going to go with uh, my other option, and that's going to be The Good Place, um, yes. which was which Great. was suggested by Claudio. Uh, so, so The Good Place, um, which uh, the land would just be called uh, The Good Place, um, <laughs> I would assume, uh, is, uh, it, you know, I think everyone wants to go to the uh the testing zone right the 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 good place the the main area of uh you know the sort of what you would what you would envision now granted this is going to be um problematic uh because of the ownership of uh the fact that the good place shot 
on um, the Universal backlot. And so it uh-huh. is a backlot at Universal. Uh, mm-hmm. And so recreating it would be um, – uh, difficult <laughs> to say the least, <laughs> I think. But, um, uh, but let's just say that we have the power to do so, or maybe this is, maybe we're just going to say that this is, uh, Universal's newest theme park. I don't know, but, um, <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna go with the good place. So I know that Brian has watched all of the good place. I have seen all the good place. Kyle, where are you at on the good place? So I've seen the majority of the show, but I could not tell you a single character's name on the show. Okay. <laughs> but, oh, okay. Uh, but uh, the, the general concepts and everything I'm familiar with. Okay. All right. So we're going to try and do this with as, as little spoilers. So we're going to have this take place as if you are entering this place knowing nothing about, about what, the, what the show is. And like everyone entering this land is coming here. And so like on the show, the people coming to the good place – don't know anything about what is happening, right? And so we want to, we want to. That's how we're going to avoid spoilers here. Um, okay. Is is by by saying like, well, you're you're entering this land as a new person to this area, and so as a result, it's like you're entering into episode one of the good place. Okay. You know what okay. I'm saying, okay. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So so that's how we're going to get around all of the all of the spoilers that surround this show. Um, <laughs> And if you haven't seen The Good Place, um, I don't know what you're doing. It's all it's, done. You can just watch it. Fantastic. Yeah, watch you can it. watch the whole thing. Uh, so go go do the thing. So, uh, okay. So The Good Place, it's just going to be called The Good Place, I think. I think the land is just The Good Place. Uh, I think it. I think it's set up like The Good Place. I think that, um, you know, one of the um, more fun aspects of this would be to just, like, walk around the area, get some Froyo. Uh, maybe like maybe have um in the way that like Mickey's Toontown has like just houses that are open that you can just walk through and tour mm-hmm. on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. maybe maybe that's how uh how uh, some of the houses in the Good Place are, so that you can just sort of see these recreations of these uh sets that you got to know from the show. Um, but uh, as far as a restaurant goes, I mean, yeah, there's Froyo. Uh, however. Uh, I you, I don't know what 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 do we what do we think because I don't I don't think Froyo is good enough uh, I think that's obvious and I think that's more of a snack than a restaurant. We gotta so, have the good plates, right? The good plates, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I like that. Um, is this is this the this is the restaurant where you get to eat your favorite meal? Is that the restaurant? Yes. Okay, so then I will say that um, in order to eat your favorite meal. The way that that works is that uh, when you uh, set up a reservation to come here, um, you get your reservation and it asks you, what is your favorite meal? And then they make whatever that is. They have they get mm-hmm. the ingredients for uh, for the day that you're in the park. OK, so uh, you have to yeah. pre-order all your food before you're going in. Yes. So, OK, right. Yeah, gotcha. That way I just walking up and telling somebody like, yeah, I like a carrot souffle. Right. Yeah. That's what that's yeah. what the Froyo place is for. You can just walk up to this one. This is a, gotcha. a specialty restaurant, sit down restaurant where you sit down and they bring you your favorite dish. I love that idea. I wish that was a pre-existing idea. Already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty good. You don't have to order anything because you sit down. They just bring you your food because you already told them what you wanted. That sounds amazing. I want that. Yeah. Made by made by, you know, like uh, a, a a group of of like, you know, four star chefs or whatever. Like um, this is this is going to be a crazy high end restaurant. Easily the most high end restaurant in our park. I think it's super practical. 
Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Um yeah. it would be extremely uh expensive uh to run, very extremely expensive um overhead on this on this uh restaurant. However, there would be there would be a few things where you could theoretically save money. One, uh uh you could save money on uh wait staff because the they're doing less work. So you probably mm-hmm. like they would probably be able to take more tables than they would normally if they were having to take people's orders, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so pretty much just refilling drinks. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like refilling drinks and things like that. That's not to say that you shouldn't still tip them. You definitely should. But um, you they would be able to do more. They would be able to get more tables. And as a result, it would probably be um, – it would probably seem – uh, a better from their perspective as well, because more tables means more money for them. Um, mm-hmm. So it all kind of works out, I think, uh, theoretically. Um, so, so yeah, uh, I think I think it would definitely be an expensive restaurant. Um, probably one of the most expensive theme park restaurants ever, um, mm-hmm. if not the. But I think it would be worth it, right? It's like that would be fantastic. Y- you get to tell them like this is my favorite meal. And then a a high end chef is going to make that with their own ingredients, like however they would make it, they're going to make it for you. So you get a gourmet version of whatever your favorite thing is. Yeah, yeah, that's so. uh, I think it's pretty dope. Here's a question for you: Uh, Could we swap it out so day after day we have different versions of the good place? So like uh, one day you might walk in and it's the, the clam chowder version of the good place. Oh yeah, I think I think maybe um maybe like every what's realistic? Every 6 months, every 9 months, every year, something like that. They do okay. they do a we do a switch over, a retheme, and it's uh, just as simple as that. Um I think that I think that works. I think that's right. a good idea. Uh go it's going it. to be really it's going to be a bummer though when uh somebody comes on a hot summer day and it's clam chowder day. Um <laughs> and they don't get to have any froyo because it's all just clam chowder. <laughs> Now my other question is: Can we make this indoors so we're so it can all be the weather is always nice? Hmm. I, 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 you wouldn't want to go to the good place on a rainy day. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure there's a way to do that. Um, I guess I guess yes, because you would want to enter the land through Michael's office, right? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So so that has to be part of it, right? You you enter the land through Michael's office. Um, and therefore you're entering into a gigantic show building with, uh, screens on the ceilings and the walls to, um, recreate weather. Right. And Mm -hmm. it's kept at 72 degrees all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect temperature. Perfect everything. I mean, yeah, that's gotta be what it is. Right. Um, okay. So that's our restaurant. That's our land. What is our attraction? Um, from a, from a show standpoint, you know, there is uh or or there has been a um uh uh like shows that involve like the town square. There's been like situations where like everybody gathers in the town square and Michael makes some sort of announcement. So mm-hmm. I don't know if we can think of something with that. Um that's that's certainly an option. Um because the thing about it is like you can do anything in this show. They they literally do anything in this show. And so we can think of anything, but I'm also hesitant because I don't want our, our e-ticket ride to be um, spoiled, I guess. Uh, because, you know, there's a, there's a section where they go to the bad place and there's like mm-hmm. a whole like museum of the worst people. 
And that feels like a great attraction, right? Yeah. Museum mm-hmm. of the worst people. Um, I, I, with like animatronic worst people, <laughs> which is <laughs> pretty great. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like that episode a lot. Uh, and I think that would be cool. But then it's like, well, how would you get to the bad place in order? How would you get from the good place to the bad place in order to enter this attraction? And then if we use the bad place there, would we, would the bad place then be off limits for the e-ticket? Right, hmm. right. I guess it's a decision you have to make. Is is it? Do you want to keep the bad place for your e ticket? Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Okay. How about a train to the medium place? <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, train ride. Just make sure you bring some cocaine. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I think I think in, I think the train ride makes sense because it's uh, it's kind of like in a simple attraction, but it's an iconic part of the show. Yeah, and it's such a good. It's such a big theme park trope. Right. Yeah. The train. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Train to the medium place. I think that, I think that works. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, my, my only thought process against that would be, would we use the train for the e-ticket? Because how do we get into our e-ticket? What is our e-ticket? Maybe we need to go backwards on this one. Maybe if we need to figure out. Pla- if we're going to the bad place in the e-ticket, we could use the portals. Yeah. We could use the portals. Not the uh, portals, the portals. Right. Right. The, the, the Janet. Janet stuff and yeah, I don't. <laughs> hmm, yeah. So uh, let me let me toss out an a, a, a attraction idea real quick. Okay. Um, so the, the 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 general kind of like conceit of the show is it's all about like uh, moral uh, quandaries, yeah. right? It's mm-hmm. kind of like what is good, what is bad, you know, kind of like a philosophical type thing. What about like a version of interventions? That had a bunch of smaller pavilions set up with kind of the teachings of the show where the individual guests get to come in and solve some sort of like moral quandary mm. to kind of like get the lesson of it kind of like you were talking earlier about the moral dilemma of the train. Right. That type situation. Right. But kind of like broken down to almost like games that you could play. And it's kind of like, well, you know, here's why what's good and what's bad. I don't know. It may be a little bit too educational uh, for people and not enough fun, but I'm thinking that that would be a good way to kind of get the philosophy of the show uh, kind of like represented in the theme park. I would almost want that aspect of it to be put into the like to be to be merged with the e-ticket, like where you are having Mm, to make those on the fly in the ride um, in order to hide them the way that the show hid those the educational, the more educational aspects of the show. Yeah, (laughs) Um, it's sort of like, you know, hid the medicine in the in the roll of meat or the roll of cheese or whatever for the dog <laughs> how about uh, how about this great moments with mr forset oh i like that okay great moments with mr forset all right why don't you tell people uh, at home remind them who mr forset is so doug forset uh you mm-hmm. see his picture of him as like a you know teenager early 20 something in michael's office he is the guy who figured out how the good place works. He was really high one day and he figured out how the afterlife works more or less. I think he got it like 90% correctly. Yeah. Correct. Right. Some right. along those lines. And so we could have an animatronic Doug Forsett. I'm thinking, uh, he, would we represent him as his, like in the picture or as the form, the form we see him in the show. Hmm. I think a talking picture uh, as the as the the young man talking okay. about his life, and then we get scenes of like animatronic Doug Forsett like getting really high, and then like trying to be good, uh, and and eventually aging up through the through history. That's I think great. That's, I think that's what we do. I love it. Yeah, 
All right. All right. I like that. And I like it too, because you get the, you'll, you have a, you can have a lobby um, like great moments with Mr. Lincoln. You have like a lobby scene where there's like a, a map of the, of the, like a model of the good place designed by Michael and, Mm. uh, and, and, you know, some history of Doug Forsyth. I think it's good. That's fantastic. All right. Done. Attraction. Okay. So our e-ticket, we have, we have two options. Um, We, we have the portals, we have the train. My feeling is that we combine the two because the train is kind of one of the only vehicles in the show because they don't really use vehicles a lot in the show. Mm-hmm. It's like the train and then there's that – I forget what those things are, the little like seesaw uh, oh, things yeah. on, the, on, on a railroad track. I forget the what hand those are. Car, the hand car. Hand car. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, those are the only two vehicles that I really remember on the show because everything is sort of walking distance and time is Jeremy Baramy. So <laughs> nothing, nothing matters. Um, so I, I feel like, uh, I feel like the train is, uh, the obvious choice here. Um, I also think that, you know, taking the train from the good place to the different areas from the show, like, the bad place. Maybe you even go through the bad per the bad place museum, um, and uh, then the medium place, and of course, uh, like maybe the real world Earth and the um, uh, International House of Portals. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, maybe we meet Frog Guy. Oh yes, yeah, I love Frog Guy, yeah, Frog Guy, it's an animatronic uh, Michael Malley. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I'm not talking about uh, guts, unfortunately. Um, oh, oh. Um, but he's talking about frogs, which is good to also. Yeah. Um, it's no guts, but you know, um, <laughs> he'll never not be the host of guts to me. Every time he shows up in something, oh, he's so talented, though. He's so he, good. He is really good. Uh, what? Uh, so, so yeah. I mean, I feel like we're going through the different areas, and I think the maybe this is like. Um, say this with that with as few po- possible spoilers. Um, the test. Uh huh. Maybe that's the point of it. Is like they're they're bringing you into situations, and you have the bad place and the good place are both, um, sort of like trying to edge you one way or the other because mm-hmm. you know everyone has a stake in uh uh you know getting getting their people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it could, you know, uh, different outcomes, uh, depending on what your choices are. Yeah. yeah. And I think, and I think the, I think the, the, what's established at the beginning is that, um, it's a majority rule situation, much like, mm-hmm. um, w- what happens later on in the show, uh, <laughs> a majority rules where it's like, even if, even if one of you, uh, cannot go to the good place, none of you will go. Oh, good. So <laughs> pretty much every, every ride will end up in hell, just like Mr. Toad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Super. Um, yeah, the good the the good place will be rarely used on the ride. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, but I mean, you know, we could we could do it that way um through through a legitimate voting uh you know, with the legitimacy of the um of the uh, system in place for the philosophical questions or we can kind of just make it random because no one knows what anyone voted and you know, it doesn't it doesn't really matter. Right. Um, yeah. So the the ending could could just be uh, on a on a randomizer um, of whether or not you end up in the medium place, the bad place, or the good place. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Gives you a lot of re- uh, rewritability too. Yeah. Yeah. So. Exactly. Uh. Yeah. 
All right. So that's it. That's the that's the good place. We did it. Yeah. All right. So that's our theme park. Uh, so going back through what we've got here, we have Miss Frizzle Science School. We have the impressionistic world of uh, Vincent Van Gogh. We have Stars Hollow. We have Jellicle Ball. We have Equestria and The Good Place. Um, so now comes the part of the show where we have to name this theme park. So <laughs> um, what, I, what, I, what, I, what I've learned that we have here is we have two uh, 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 somewhat um, horny, uh, furry <laughs> lands. Uh, we have uh, two, um, um, well, two and a half uh, sort of edutainment lands. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have two uh, sort of backlot lands. So how do we merge these things into a single um, umbrella? What is, what is the name of this theme park? Hmm. I feel almost like we should play that uh, that game that they do at uh, where two people say a word and then you try to find the common word between them. You know, yeah, like horny education, and then try to find the middle between that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Um, All right. So there's there's uh, there's there's a furry component, an educational component, and a backlot component. Um. (laughs) <laughs> this is interesting. Okay, so backlot and horny. I think there's probably a connection between those two. Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> and then, hmm, let's see. <laughs> this is such a weird park. <laughs> you <laughs> knew okay, it was going to happen. Your... Yeah. What's our main street? <laughs> That's the real question. Oh God. Yeah. Because uh, you have. Yeah, you have like. The <laughs> I can I see the good place, but and then like our stars hollow, but then it's it's got cats all over it. You know? <laughs> like you're trying to walk through, and then rum tum tuggers rubbing up against you. Oh um, no! Oh no! Yeah, we have we have uh, just two. It looks like we have two universal properties. So I think that officially makes this a universal park. Sure. Um, so this is universal something. Oh, good. So the name doesn't matter. Cool. Right. Yeah. Uh, the name doesn't matter. <laughs> exactly. Epic universe. Sure. Yeah. Why not? Um, this is this is how we're Super retheming universe. Islands of Adventure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, let's see. Universals. Universals. Lots of. Uh, lots of. <laughs> oh wow. Um, ed, uh, uh, edu <laughs> oh Jesus that, that Christ! That better than I want to admit it. <laughs> I think that's it. Universal's edutainment. Ha- we have to go with it. All right, and there it is. So it's Universal's edutainment. Welcome everyone to the opening of Universal's edutainment. I, I, do, do you guys care to say anything about uh, about this uh, this land of ours? Those who enter this confusing place. Sorry, the the teleprompter says uh, horny, uh, Brian. <laughs> it says not confusing, horny. Um, they're synonyms most of the time. But let's see, to especially all to here. To, this, to all that come to this horny place, welcome. <laughs> Edufertainment is your land, the age that relives kind of uh, memories that maybe you had while you were sick one time. <laughs> when you when you come to this land, you come here to learn to see the sights and possibly to get laid at the <laughs> at the local <laughs> hotel 
through guilt-ridden arousal. Oh, yeah. boy. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so uh, welcome, one and all, and uh, we're cutting the ribbon. Uh, welcome to Universal's Edufication. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or edufertainment, right? Edufertainment. Um, yes. Edufertainment. All right. Well, that was uh, interesting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> welcome, everyone. Uh, I hope you will uh, agree to come to our park. Uh, and remember, this was your fault. Uh, you did this. <laughs> <laughs> you did this, not us. <laughs> um, <laughs> we had no part of it. We washed no. our hands of it. Listen, we were hired to do a job. Um, and, and I think, I think we pulled it off, uh, pretty well. If you guys have, uh, alternate ideas for restaurants, attractions, or e-ticket rides for any of the lands that we talked to today, uh, then you're going to want to join our Facebook group on, uh, on Facebook, the, uh, theme park, uh, theme park, this listener group. And, uh, yeah, you know, let us know if you have any, uh, alternate ideas or additional ideas. No one's saying that, uh, this can't be. Um, you know, larger uh, than what we have established here. I mean, why not? Right? The world's our oyster at uh, Edge Entertainment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All sorts of strange visuals here. Yeah, <laughs> that's. I think that's. I think that's the park's motto, right? The world is our oyster. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you get on all the t-shirts and stuff. Um, oh, God. We're going to have to design this t-shirt, aren't we? Oh, no. Uh, yeah. I think that's going to happen. All right. Well, welcome, everyone, uh, to Edufertainment. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, we, I, I think this went pretty well. I think we're going to end it. up. I, yeah, I had fun. Yeah, I think we're going to end up doing another one of these listener lands uh, in the not-too-distant future. So uh, look for another one of these in the in the coming months. Uh, because I think this was a lot of fun. So uh, we will talk to you guys in a couple of weeks. Um, if you are not already a Patreon supporter, uh, consider uh, joining the Patreon. It's duelinggenre.com slash support. You can go there. It's $3 a month, uh, and you would gain access to our uh, Fast Pass episodes where we talk about um, news items theme park related news items and or uh sitcom episodes that take place at theme parks um we did a family matters episode uh, i'm sure we've got plenty more we've talked about doing an episode on the wizard that that film uh not a sitcom but a movie um and uh and then of course retheme this where we are actually in the middle of retheming uh marvel superhero island and uh we plan on doing all of the lands at uh islands of adventure uh, over the course of the show um, and uh, other things as well. We've talked about doing a Splash Mountain episode at some point in the future. So all of that is available on Patreon for $3 a month. And uh, we appreciate everyone who supports us there. And we will talk to you again in a couple of weeks with a new episode of Theme Park This. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.